This is Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Follow on Twitter. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Spread it like this. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. We Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to a brand new episode of Marking Out. This is episode 356. I am one of your hosts, Brandon. You can follow me on Twitter at BTTG161. Also joined here by Dave. You can follow him on Twitter at DaveTheRave underscore MO. It's been three years or so since he's tweeted. Uh, that's fine. It's been six years since I've actually gotten Twitter. I gave in, got the Twitter. Markingout.com. You can check out past, present episodes. That's also celebrating six years. Um, check it out. YouTube.com slash Markingout11. Facebook.com slash Markingout. iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Google Play. ProWrestlingTees.com slash Markingout. Buy some t-shirts. Dave... How are you doing? Howdy, y'all. I'm Dave, and I'm going to record the podcast just like this. <laughs> Don't do that. <laughs> Don't do that. Okay. No, drop. Don't do that. Well, you've been told not to do impressions or accents or characters on the show before. I thought this was the Mark and Allen podcast, though. Yeah, don't do that. You're not well, Woody from Toy Story. There's no snake in your boot. There's a snake in my boot. He doesn't even talk like that, bro. There's a snake in my boot. There's a snake in my boot. There's a snake in my boot. There's so, a boot in my snake. So realistically, how how was your week? How are you doing? <laughs> he wants to know. Well, let me tell you something, brother. People also, come that to was me, a, they say, a loud peak. Let me your ear and show me your face. And I say, everything's good. Everything's good. Uh, the weather outside is frightful. <laughs> is weather? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Um, it looks like it's going to rain today. Maybe some overcast. It's been a little bit, a little bit chilly. Um, not here. Not here. It's uh, pretty. Pretty nice looking. The sky is blue. Yeah, no, no, not up here. It is chilly. Um, but my week was pretty good. Nothing too special took place. For the record, I didn't say it wasn't chilly here. I said it was, it was, the sky was blue. The sky was blue. Roses are red. Yeah. Violets okay. are blue. But how are you? I am awesome as always. Had a, Tell me about your week. I went on Saturday to go see Daddy's Home 2, so that was fun. I went Good. to IHOP before that, actually. I had, uh -oh. I had I tried their red velvet pancakes. You ever try them? Uh, no, I, I don't think so. I've always been like wanting to try them, but every time I go to IHOP, I don't go for breakfast. So... Mm -hmm. So I finally tried them. I thought they were good. I I don't think I would need to get them again, though. Uh, it looks like it would be a little bit too sweet for me. Yeah, it was it was like kind of dessertish, but 
I yeah. wanted I would I would I want to try their New York cheesecake one next, which has like cheesecake bits in it. Ooh. I'm sure that one is completely like, oh, breakfast. What is this? This is yeah. Good. But I, I'd still I'd give it a try. I don't know. To be honest, I feel like I'm. I love IHOP, but sometimes it's just too much. Sometimes I I don't know if it's the batter or whatever. It's it's very filling very quickly. Well, that's good. It's good, but sometimes How it's many, just. I mean, you're they only give you three pancakes, four pancakes. Yeah, but sometimes it's just too much. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know about that. But uh, yeah, so I saw Daddy's Home too. John Cena is in that, so that was fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I went yesterday and I saw Thor Ragnarok. Now tell me about Thor Ragnarok. Big fan? Uh, I mean, I'm not like I, – I. that's the first Thor movie I think I saw. Really? I yeah, thought you I saw the other ones and you just didn't like them. Uh, no, I don't think I saw the other Thor, Thor movies. Uh-huh. I just oh. had zero interest in seeing them. Yeah, well, I, Thor Ragnarok, I thought I thought was really well done. I would have preferred to see Coco than Thor Ragnarok, but I thought Thor was good. Coco, what's Coco? The new Pixar film. Oh, I'm not familiar with it. I don't think. Yeah, oh, is it that um, with the little kid who has he goes into the underworld or something? If, if that's what they're going to call it, yeah. I don't know to find his ancestors. His ancestor was a huge guitar player. Mm-hmm. Famous guitar Interesting. player. Yeah. And then he's not allowed to play any music, so something went wrong there. Ah, well, that sounds like quite the predicament. That's not how um, to say that word, but... No, not at all. Not at all. But uh, yeah, Thor I thought was good. Um, yeah, I guess... I, I wasn't expecting Strange to be in it. Spoiler yeah. alert. Well, I guess... Yeah, we'll say spoil alert. And we'll <laughs> Afterwards? It's out already. And then yeah. uh, I thought the cameos that were in there were good. Funny. Well, I mean, I, I definitely I love the aspect of Loki uh, playing up with the Grandmaster, you know, during yeah. the fight scene. Yeah, that's yeah, that was hilarious. And yeah, like you said, Doctor Strange being in it was really cool, especially because I watched Doctor Strange with my uh, parents before uh, leaving home. And the end scene of Doctor Strange is that scene with Thor. Yeah. Strange, yeah. Um, so I thought that was pretty interesting. But even like um, like Matt Damon's cameo was weird and cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Chris Hemsworth's brother, Luke. Yeah, you, you had a lot going on, and I think it perfectly set up the next movie for uh, the Infinity War. I yeah, but like I guess now you're gonna have to go see Black Panther to see how that sets up for. Yeah, I still haven't seen Black Panther. Well, I'm kind of curious. It's not even out yet. It's not. No. Oh, that makes sense then. It's like that's why I haven't seen Black Panther. Oh yeah, I thought like because for a while I feel like I've been I was seeing a lot of advertisements for it and commercials from TV to even Twitter and Facebook. Like, I feel like I was seeing a. It would push pretty hard. No, so that I comes out. That, that comes out in February, I think. Oh, all right. Yeah, I thought that it came out, and I just kind of I missed it, or maybe it just didn't do as well as it was supposed to do. I mean, I mean, you saw, you saw Thor in theaters, right? Yeah. So then you would have seen a trailer for Black Panther. Maybe that's where you're. 
I, to... I don't think I saw any push on TV yet for it. Yeah, I saw I saw some push uh, on TV. For it. I gotta say, I don't think so. I don't know. All right, well that makes sense then. Uh, I don't know how it would be built up with Black Panther though, because he's with the Avengers and everything in Civil War. So now, how is that going to relate to everything else? I'm guessing we won't see the Guardians of the Galaxy inter like get uh, mixed into anything until the actual Infinity War. Uh, Based I, off the trailer, probably yeah. I mean, well, they are they're in the trailer. There was an extended trailer even that may, like leads me to believe the next step with what happens to Thor after what we just saw. So, yeah, like based it, off of the end credit scene, we might as well just say it. spoiler. Yeah, the end credit scene with uh, Thanos. Well, Thanos's ship. Yeah. So, basically, the next step in that, I believe, there was a part in the Infinity War trailer where Guardians of the Galaxy find Thor floating in space. Yeah. So. So they made the Guardians of the Galaxy probably rescued him. But I don't remember seeing that in the new trailer that they released. Mm-hmm. So. I didn't, they didn't show the Thor floating in space, but I remember hearing about it or seeing it. So, but I think you could piece that one together. And then I guess, I think it's going to be good. Hopefully Thanos' color returns though. Like, once the actual movie is released, I hope that his Every, coloring is more purple. Everyone's been roasting him. Yeah, I, I don't know why they... I saw I saw somebody change everything but the color of his mouth to yellow and, and made him look like Homer Simpson. Yeah, I saw that. I saw I, somebody I, made his face into a California raisin. I saw someone uh, comparing his face to the love child of, of Kurt Angle, John Cena... And someone else. I don't know. Let's toss Gary Busey in there. Um, but yeah, I hope his coloring returns. Because that I don't really understand. But what a trailer. I think that that was an awesome trailer that gave everybody a, a lot to look forward to. And hopefully Black Panther isn't disappointing, you know? Hopefully it sets well, it up. I assume it's not going to be disappointing. I hope not. Have you ever gone to a Marvel movie and be like, well, that was disappointing? Hulk? Well, no. No. <laughs> that doesn't count. No? Doesn't no, count? It doesn't count. I still don't get how that doesn't... I'm talking about Iron Man and Forward. Yeah. Although, uh, when, did, when did Hulk come out? Well, what's weird is with Hulk, at the end of the movie, the end credit, Tony Stark comes in. And it's Downey? Yeah, it's Downey. So that's why that the Hulk really throws the entire everything for a loop because that's like Edward Norton and stuff. And yeah, Downey shows up at the end of that movie to inter, uh, to put them all together. Well, I guess, I mean, they were, they, they both came out the same year too, no? I'm not too sure. I'm not too sure. But Let's that see. movie. Incredible stuff. Hulk. Is a 2008 superhero film based in the Marvel character Hulk. That is the one with Edward Norton. Yeah, I wouldn't like. I guess this was like the first, but that's the thing. It's like it. I don't. It is. But like, in the no, universe, don't. But it's don't, not. Don't count that. Yeah. 
I mean, the only real thing connecting it is that Downey, Robert Downey Jr. appearance. But, um... Yeah, Mark Ruffalo's my Hulk. <laughs> yeah, I... <laughs> I agree. Um, I Talking about crossing of comics and everything, I've been so caught up with... I took some time to catch up with Arrow, Flash, and all of that. And they're doing right now the Crisis on Earth X, and that is really awesome and well done. That's pretty much another crossover with Supergirl, uh, Legends of Tomorrow. Is, it, is that the musical episode they're doing? No, 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 not musical. This is a four a four part episode, so four hours um, of them from Earth One com- uh, fighting everyone from Earth X. And it's really well done, really entertaining, and I think that's a lot of fun. I, I think that th- those shows are awesome. Stephen Amell is just awesome too. So, but well, speaking of Stephen Amell, yeah. What? Oh, okay. Outside of the ring news time. <laughs> uh, <laughs> speaking of Stephen Amell, he got uh, uh, involved at Ring of Honor last week. He got he assisted with the Meltzer driver, and then who oh, Dave Meltzer is such a huge mark. I'm growing such a distaste for Dave Meltzer. Which, by the way, the move in WWE 2K18, they call it the Meltzer driver now. He definitely marked the heck out for that one. I mean, the guy is such a glorified mark. He the only reason why he's famous is because he's been doing uh, wrestling analysis for so long he's if he's he's just the same as any anybody doing a podcast or writing um editorials editorials or anything on a website this day and age there's no difference except he's been doing it for longer they the guy is people put him on a pedestal and he should not be up there i I don't understand like why he's like why he has to say what he said about the young bucks and uh cody rhodes with, yeah, because I mean, they're they're financing their own show. Mm-hmm. They're they're going, they're finding a venue with ten thousand seats, and they're they want to sell out a ten thousand seat show, based off of something that Meltzer said. There's no way they could ever do that. There's no yeah. way Ring of Honor could ever sell ten thousand seats. Which I'm surprised at because he's supposed to be buddy buddy with the Young Bucks. But is he? I don't know. I. I don't know. And, but, then, and he says, like, maybe they can do it if they have Cody versus Brian Danielson. But he doesn't see that happening, I believe he said. I, I don't think he – I think he said he doesn't see the event selling out or whatever. He goes, they'll uh, sell a ton of merch there, but seating-wise, I don't see that. But I don't understand why, like, just be supportive. Dude, the guy is bitter. Did he like he tweeted out against Pete Dunne saying, or no, that was Vince Russo, who's someone else who's just so bitter, it seems, you know, saying how uh, it doesn't, it's not believable, pretty much. Yet, everything that he wrote in the past has that been so believable? I mean, I feel like these people, like Dave Meltzer and Vince Russo, they just forgot how to be a fan. Where they critique, 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 and try to find every little piece to just complain about 
or to make a topic or just to make themselves relevant. So this way we, we discuss it and say, Ooh. no, they are incorrect. Welcome, welcome to Marking Out. Yeah, yeah, right? Pro Wrestling <laughs> Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. No, but I mean, but I feel like they are in such denial. I think I... I don't even think that they would admit that they are both marks. I don't understand why Vince Russo said that either because, I I mean, I didn't have a problem with that move. No, I, I tend it, to have a problem with a bunch of independent stuff that happens, but... No, yeah, but that move was fine. It was it looked very safe. And then he tries to cover it up saying that he's looking out for wrestler safety and stuff like that. Dude, you're just coming off as a bitter old man. Like, and Dave Meltzer is just... These people shouldn't – their opinions shouldn't be glorified. They shouldn't be having the respect that they do in the for what they've done in the wrestling world. All they are are wrestling fans. That's it. I understand all pro wrestlers are wrestling fans, and most of them are the bigger, biggest marks of them all, which is why you pretty much become a pro wrestler. I just don't think that these people should be up there. I mean someone who they should be a little bit more like – um, Bill After, he, dude, he's done the same thing. Only thing is, he doesn't put his opinions out there as much. He's not as controversial. He, he, he's a fan, you know. These people are just, I think that they're awful. The Meltzers and Roosters of the world got to go away from pro wrestling, please. So thoughts on Young Bucks and Cody Rhodes, ten thousand seat venue. You know. I think that as a pro wrestling fan, you have to support them. I think as a fan, so you I'm, just I'm have hoping to, I'm hoping it's in New York City on a day I can go. I would 100 percent go to that. You got to pull for them and hope that this goes through because even if this is uh, well, a you don't want to see people lose money, and also this I'm sure that they're going to pull out all the stops and it's going to be a lot of fun. But you, I'm I'm pulling for them. I hope that this succeeds. Uh, I hope that it's a lot of fun. I saw that Brian Danielson stuff too. That would be interesting. Um, I, I can't see Brian Danielson getting a well, Daniel Bryan. No, I, Daniel Bryan, I assume, is re-signing with WWE after his contract. Yeah, I can't. I can't see that taking place. And even if it, if he was on a contract, I can't see WWE allowing him to uh, be in a match uh, for that. Maybe make an appearance. Maybe, but. Yeah, but I think, um, I don't know. I think that you should 100% support that. Yeah. I Because the only way, the only person that sells out a venue with 10,000 seats more is WWE. They had, yeah. they had that show at City Field that they claimed sold over 10,000 seats or sold out, whatever, or had over 10,000 people in attendance. I was there. Definitely not the case. There was definitely like three to five thousand people, maybe not even five thousand people. Yeah, it's like when you when I called City Field or whatever to ask for the the number, they were like ten thousand. I'm like, are you sure? They were like, that's what the promoter told us. I'm like, yeah. Okay. Uh, um, <laughs> well, we actually have we actually I'm have like, I was I was I was podcast. physically I was physically there. I could tell you there was not ten thousand people there. Yeah, of I've course. been to City Field with ten thousand people. Well, there. It's not that. Well, I think we should get a hashtag going. Hashtag bitter old marks. And that could be in reference to Meltzer and Russo. So I'm just I'm just hoping for... I would toss Cornette out there, too. 
I think I think that yeah, Cornette. I mean, has he's done a lot he's the, in, yeah he's he's done he's done a lot, a lot for the for thing. pro wrestling, but he's also he seems miserable. Like I feel like these people get their jollies off of just ripping some of the current product apart. Well, I mean, we're doing the same thing. Yeah, but we know that we're marks. That's the difference. I mean, I'm a mark. You're a mark. These guys, pretty much, their defense is that a mark is a derogatory term and yada, yada, yada. You used to do this back in the carny days. Okay, well, that doesn't mean that you're not one. I mean, if you want to take it to the next level, you guys are some marks. Like, I just no, I don't understand what wasn't believable about that move that Don did. I, I don't know. I really don't know what what's unbelievable with that. I feel like we've seen so much more unbelievable stuff where it's just like, how does that make sense? Like, I I I just don't get it. Yeah, I don't know. It's unfortunate that these that people like that are in the pro wrestling community, and I feel like it kind of darkens the pro wrestling community a little bit. Because it just brings a little bit of bitterness and anger and everything to to that community, and I, it should. It, there's no place for that. I get. I get. You get. You ha- could have a differing opinion on things, but to just full on bash and then it, it makes it seem as if your opinion is well, their opinion is as it is in stone. There's no swaying back and forth. That is how it is. And if you are an outsider. You no, you're wrong. You're totally wrong. And I just I cannot support those bitter old marks. So but, what else what else is there? Uh what else is there to speak about? Um da-da. did we mention oh John Cena and Ford, right? John Cena and Ford? That he's getting sued for that. For selling yeah. his car. Yeah, what's the deal with that? Uh, I guess John Cena was one of the few people who were chosen to purchase a Ford GT. And Mm. he, in the contract, I guess, agreed to not sell it for two years, keep the car for two years. And he sold it. Yeah. And Ford's claiming that they want Cena to forfeit all the profits from the sale. And then they're suing him for damages because Mr. Cena unfairly made a large profit from the unauthorized resale flip of the vehicle and Ford suffered additional damages and losses, including but not limited to loss of brand value, ambassador activity and customer goodwill due to the improper sale. So like which according about according it says according again. to the suit John Cena told the company he sold the car and and other property to pay bills. I I mean it's a five hundred thousand dollar car. Yeah, I mean why which is he in the first this? in the first place is a stupid. Well, I don't know why anyone needs a car like that. I don't I don't understand cars collecting cars and everything. Me neither. I I don't either. But people do it. But regardless, for Ford to say that it devalues their brand and all of that, like it, it seems like they're just trying to rake money out of John Cena now. I, I mean, mean it, it could definitely be in that, it could definitely be in that contract though. 
Yeah, I mean, it depends. Because not on everybody you... has this car. It's like a rare car or whatever. Yeah, I it's assume. like I see the point that it could be in the contract and it could be a violation of a contract. But okay, so you can pursue the contract and and get the money back if you really need to or whatever. But to take it a little bit further and say that it devalues the brand and and all of that, that's come on. Yeah, I don't see how it devalues a brand like I guess maybe because they weren't the ones who sold it. I guess because it shows that John Cena uh, didn't want the car. Like it, it could be perceived as he didn't want he's, – he doesn't want their car, so he got rid of it. So in that sort of a sense, it devalues it. I guess so. I mean – oh, another thing. What did – this was a thing that came up on Twitter that I thought was like – once again with hashtag bitter old men – uh, Marks, uh, bitter old Marks. I saw Ryan from Pro Wrestling Sheet who puts out the best pro wrestling information over there at Pro Wrestling Sheet, the most uh, fact checked and and That's not a word. Fact check? No, you fact. said fact checked. Yeah, what's the fact checked? Fact checked. Yeah, fact checked information. And everyone should go support Ryan and Pro Wrestling Sheet. Go listen to their podcast over there. But he got into it on Twitter with, of course, Dave Meltzer over whether or not Ric Flair is a pop icon. And then he, Dave Meltzer is saying that he's not on this, this, this. And Ryan's defending saying that Ric Flair is a pop icon. I totally agree. He is a pop icon. Yeah, when you have sport teams that are in their locker rooms warming up, wooing. Yeah. Saying, oh, let's do the Ric Flair. A hundred percent. Like, you don't have to be Hulk Hogan in movies and stuff to be a pop icon. No. He's still, like, yes, a hundred percent did not have the same sort of fame that Hulk Hogan did in the 90s. Or even in the 80s. But no. but a hundred percent. When you have you you you've influenced a whole generation of other athletes and other people, musicians sing about Ric Flair. I mean, they did a thirty for thirty on Ric Flair. They they've never done one on Hulk Hogan. Like I I feel like once again it's just Melcher being Melcher. Get off your high horse, bitter old Mark. Yeah, I don't get it. Ric Flair is a hundred percent. Yeah, so we we support Ryan in that discussion, definitely. Um, all right. Well, want to get into some India? Wasn't there more outside the ring stuff? Um, Emma is has been announced to face Angelina Love at WrestlePro, and uh, she's going to be wrestling upcoming soon. Um, what else? I don't know. Wasn't there a release? A release. I don't know. I thought we had something marked down. I know the internet's buzzing about Jim Johnson being released from WWE. What? Yeah, apparently that happened. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if that's like legit or anything. I don't. I can't find like any confirmed things about it, other than like websites like Sportskedia, and I don't trust that website at all. Yeah, if it is true, I can see it be more as. He retired. Yeah, somebody and said – someone on Twitter said it was 100% not him retiring and it was him being forced out. Uh, and, it I, says, any, and it says that the 
the first in like a long line of themes being redone is that new Kane theme. Uh huh. Of Jim Johnson's. And that new Kane Kane theme with the fake pyro, that's I it's such Stupid. an embarrassment. It's a hundred if I just don't understand like how could you not afford like just make pyro special? Give it to people who yeah. like Kane, I, I don't, Kane should have the pyro. The only reason I can assume that they get they got rid of the pyro is because of the dangers involved. That's the only reason I could think of. Yeah, I I'm, well no, that's not the only reason. Money. No, I guess that's the reason too. But that that can't cost too much. I'm sure pyro costs a lot of money. For what you intake, though. Yeah, I don't know. I mean... It's like, I mean, you look at Disney World, they do fireworks every single day. Yeah. Multiple times per day. That's a billion dollar company. WWE's supposed to be a billion dollar company. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, Yeah, I, I could see either he retired, or maybe if he was forced out, it's one of those, like, where he's the, I don't, he's the like the old man of the company in regards to music i don't know who His, just who last, just wants this the who last still wants theme to... song that the, that he put out was baron corbin's newest theme song which everyone says is so much better than the than the original theme song he had i love it i i agree with that statement i just think the the opening is good because it's like the end song i think it's funny i i i love the new theme song but i could see it as being something like that but i can't I, I mean, the guy is a future Hall of Famer. I mean, the, he should already be in the Hall of Fame. I agree. He should already be in there. He should. He should have. I would love to see a documentary on him. They they have that. I don't know. I never. I, I never was it? able to Actually, see it yet. But they have the the music of WWE or something. Uh huh. And it's all about how he makes songs or whatever. It wasn't. It should have been a lot longer. Of a documentary, mm-hmm. but well, I, I don't know if that's and then the, the only other releases stuff like not released. Uh, the stuff on Twitter is break uh, about Leo Rush potentially being released. All oh, right, that's who I was thinking of. Um, and it, it, Which I it, think it's it, so stupid. I don't understand these news sites. They report news that's not news. Pro wrestling sheet. Everyone should be following pro wrestling sheet. It's the dumbest they thing won- they report. It's like oh. Leo Rush could have possibly been released. He 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 moved all the the stuff. He he got rid of all the WWE out of his Twitter Twitter handle or whatever. And then like their next okay. their next report is like breaking. Leo Rush is not not released. Yeah, great I mean, journalism, it, fantastic work, guys. Once again, it's just a bunch of marks putting out. I mean, it's like they always are, need to. They all, always need to be the first. Don't be the first. Be the real. We are all marks. Accept it. The, but the that's pro- not what it's about. It's, the, it's no, them no, trying no. to be the first. Don't try to yeah. be the first. Get your facts, then post about it. Pro Wrestling Sheet. They do not do that. But that's why Pro Wrestling Sheet doesn't have uh, 50 new articles posted daily. Maybe they have two articles posted daily. Maybe. That's because that they, they – Get everything, all their facts straight and in order to produce and give you the news as the the facts. Face the facts. Pro wrestling sheet. Like I I could only assume all this stuff with him posting of time and 
um, time, uh, time running out and stuff like that. He posted a, his profile picture on his tights. Leo Rush, uh, there's um, a clock. So I could only imagine that maybe his new gimmick in NXT is going to be revolving around clockwork or rush hour or something like oh, that. Wow, look at that. Yeah, I could only assume that it's going to be associated to that. I mean, everything that he's posting is business attire related. So maybe it's something with rush hour or maybe something about rushing. Um, but I think that I hope that it's not true. I don't believe it's true at all. Um, and I want to hope the same thing for, for Jim Johnson. Yeah. No, I don't, I don't want that to be, they've been releasing these, uh, these theme song albums of his every so often. There's four of them. The first one was released, um, last year, December, I think of like un, unreleased. <laughs> Uh, it's September. Close. Big time September. But they're right. they're like um, theme songs that WWE never released. Like, um, they had the Riders? acoustic. No. What? Wasn't there is a, a rider that wasn't released? No. Oh. They had like the acoustic versions of Randy Orton and Batista's theme songs that were used for WrestleMania video package. Um, like Big Boss Man's theme song they had. Um, I think the original SmackDown theme song. They also had Kurt Angle's ECW theme song, which was awesome. Mm -hmm. And then they just released this newest album that had Brock Lesnar's original theme song or maybe a theme song that he had for like a hot minute. Um, mm -hmm. The Ringmaster, they had a Triple H theme song, which I don't even remember hearing. They had uh, DX's 2000 theme song. They had Lex Luger, S.A. Rios, Kevin Nash's theme song, Draz's theme song, Chris Masters, DiMalenko, mm -hmm. um, Holy Foley's theme song, which was awesome. Yeah. It's the quick 40-second 40, 40 clip of, the, of Mick Foley's theme song that was acoustic. Mm -hmm. And then they had the Christmas DX theme song that they used a few years back when DX did all the promoting for Christmas stuff on uh, WWE Shop. Interesting. So I hope that we get more unreleased theme songs like this. This this album was the shortest. Yeah, there were no, be... the, all of them were all uh, sixteen. This was twelve tracks. That would be cool. So um, Jim Johnson's not released. Hopefully, if he is, we still get albums like that. Yeah, of his. Music. I agree. Uh, there's definitely so many theme songs out there that haven't been released. Yeah, uh, NWA. Um, they've been getting a lot of attention since uh, Billy Corgan took over and everything. And uh, their champion, Tim Storm, has been taking, like, has been just being challenged right and left by everyone. Um, I feel like people are jokingly challenging him. I, that, I, and I feel like, is he, I think that maybe some of them are jokes and he's just taking it for real. Like, it, it's... The guy, I mean, the guy hasn't done anything. Correct me if I'm wrong. I, yeah, I don't know. His Wikipedia says that he debuted in 95. I mean, I, I there, mean no disrespect, but... The ooh. other Wikipedia thing, the, the pro wrestling wiki thing, says he debuted in 2000. Let's say, go, let's go with 2000. But on both things, from 95 mm -hmm. to 
2000 like 10 or 2000 whatever there's nothing listed yeah like am i missing something like where's what's where's from 95 to 2000 what i don't know 2010 let's say uh-huh where is all that yeah what took place during that time did he just not wrestle and like here on Wikipedia, it starts. On... It starts. It says early career, ninety-five to two thousand fifteen, and the very first thing that says in two thousand ten, Storm began working for the Arkansas-based NWA affiliated Traditional Championship Wrestling. Yeah, like what? What's where's where's ninety-five, ninety-six, ninety-seven, ninety-eight, etc. Two thousand seven, he had a match in uh, ECW. WWE's ECW against Big Daddy V, apparently. Yeah, squash if, match. If, if that's him, I don't know. Yeah, I the think The dude has long hair? Yeah, it looks like him. Did Tim Storm used to have long hair? I have no idea. I mean, I, I, I don't buy this Tim Storm uh Oh, yeah, talk. here's a picture of him with long hair. Yeah, I, I don't buy the Tim Storm talk. I'm sorry. I What makes him so valuable and good... And c- compared to a lot of other wrestlers have that have been actually wrestling straight through for uh, 20 years. I mean, yeah, I, I just don't get it. Um, I understand that he's the current champion. So to be the champ, you got to beat the champ. But I don't get it at all. But they do have a documentary out called 10 Pounds of Gold uh, produced by Ken Johnson, who has put out a lot of other documentaries on YouTube of pro wrestling documentaries, which are highly entertaining. I believe that we've spoken about it before on the podcast. He has documentaries on Johnny Gargano, Sammy Callahan, uh, Leo Rush, I believe Shane Strickland. Um, So if you want to watch some really cool documentaries, go check out Ken Johnson's YouTube page. And they also have that NWA um, um, documentary on there. So it's, Something to follow right now, I guess. It's funny, though, because um, when that whole news came out that Billy Corgan purchased NWA, yeah, Jim Cornette said that WWE still had a contract with them, that it was like a contract that never ended. Yeah. That they could just like, oh, by the way, we want the NWA stuff. Yeah. Whether or not it's, that's true, I have no idea. But yeah, I could, I could see that. Um, I don't know about anything else. Yeah, but I think we covered everything. Uh, some independent wrestling, just uh, one result taking place on the twenty fifth of November. You had NYWC draw the line. Yeah, you had talent. Pick up a victory in his matchup. Yeah, seven seven uh, seven way dance. What would you call it? Yeah, seven way dance. Why not seven way dance? Angelo Andrews picked up the victory over Greek God Papa Don. Blake Morris defeated Tracy Williams. The R E P. Is that what we call the rep? The, the rep. Okay, that's a little. Yeah, the rep defeated the <laughs> Punk Relics. Uh, NYWC heavyweight title on the line. Bull James defeated King Mega for the game. NYW Fusion Championship, Johnny Radke picking up that victory, winning the championship, defeating the former champion, Big O. Yeah, congratulations to Johnny Radke. Uh, 
young buck over there. Uh, Bam Sullivan and Jeff Cannibal defeated G. Raver and Stockade. Yeah. And ha- happy uh, birthday to Bam Sullivan. Uh, he celebrated his birthday this week. For the MYWC Starlet Championship, Willow Nightingale successfully retaining that title over Tara Calloway. Uh, yeah, and also just going to say right here, too, Willow Nightingale making her West Coast debut this weekend. Uh, if you're listening to it, the 1st of December, this That's weekend, she's making her West Coast, yeah, today, she's making her West Coast debut, so wishing her the best of luck over there. Um, NYWC Tag Team titles on the line. Benson Rose successfully su- successfully defending against um, Lacera and Verna. And then they also successfully retained against the Beer Belly Bandits. Yeah. And then in a thumbtacks match, Matt Trimon picked up the victory over Aiden Ball. Yeah. So NYWC at NYWC Wrestling. Go check them out. Uh, Right now we're going to take a quick little break. And we'll be right back here on Marking Out. We have magic shows. What? Balloon animals. What? Games for kids. What? Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to Marking Out, episode 356. Uh, let's move on to the best ab talk of WWE. Yeah, Monday Night Raw. Monday Night Nitro. Yeah. Yeah. Kicking off with Roman Reigns, the big dog himself. Uh, we have, no, we have from... no idea if he has abs. He's always wearing a thing. No, no. A tactical vest. No, we, we do not. I yeah. can only assume that he doesn't. I Yeah, okay, sure. So, <coughs> excuse me. He shows oh. a clip of the Shield last week after Raw went off the air. Yeah, I didn't even know this happened. I saw it on the internet. I didn't understand it. I don't. I still don't well, understand it, except other way of. I mean, writing Miz off TV. Yeah, that exactly. That's the. That's the only. That's why I understand it. It just made no sense. But they not, they, not necessary. Yeah, not at all. Yeah, so they take the Miz out with a power bomb. Yeah. Um, and then he makes the the open challenge for the Intercontinental Championship. And out comes the Miseraj, which it's nice to see that even though Miz is being written off television right now for uh, the Marine Six, just as Becky Lynch was, just as Shawn Michaels is. Just kidding, mm-hmm. he's not on TV. Potentially he's Naomi. Yeah, there's it's. I mean, there's possibility that she's in the film. I have no idea. She could. I yeah, it's just kind of us starting a rumor. But uh, yeah, so the Miseraj came out and they introduced Elias as the challenger, which it's nice to see. I mean, I wasn't expecting Miztourage, wasn't expecting Elias here, so... Yeah, and I do like that they played up, like, once the Miz's theme song hit, every the crowd went crazy, Reigns was confused, and the commentary team was just like, he's not supposed to be here, he's... I thought he was out, and then Miztourage comes out. Yeah. So I did enjoy that. So it's, it was a good it's segment definitely, It's definitely nice to see that, even though... Because, I mean, I'll, I'll, for the most part... If somebody in their team is out, everyone's out. Yeah, so, and like it's been, it's taken a while for Matt Hardy to to be used on TV. He's been using using been used sparingly, um, but like Dash Dash and Dawson, done. One gets injured, out. The other gets injured, out. 
Yeah. So New Day, even I believe one got injured oh, and they yeah, kept Kobe. the other. Was it Kobe? Yeah, they could. Yeah, when they well, when they got drafted. Yeah, but to that SmackDown. that I still I understand that they still had that was stupid that they debuted on on the kickoff. Talking smack, not kickoff. Yeah, talking smack. Yeah, I agree with that. But I still agreed with them being kept off TV. You didn't agree with that, but mm-hmm. you should see the light now that they should have a hundred percent had all three members there for the for their SmackDown debut. Okay, I, I agree with that, but the way that they did it was wrong. No. With this, with the talking smack, yeah, but that's not yeah. that wasn't the argument. But no, no, I, I know it wasn't. I know. But the first match of the evening, we saw Seth Rollins taking on and defeating the tag team champion Cesaro. Yeah, very. I don't know. It was a good match. It, it's happened so many times now that I think it's a house show match. Yeah, I'm, I'm not. It doesn't. Nothing about this match. Nothing about really the. Nothing about any match on Monday Night Raw besides the main event had me saying, I, I, I like, feel like I really want to watch this. Listen, no, 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 that's, I, no. I, I disagree with that because when I say a house show match, it's like really only a match that should be taking place at house shows now. They, they kill it. Why? Cesaro and Rollins kill it. We've seen it so many times on TV, though, that there's no need for that again. But mm-hmm. if, you, if you're going to a house show and you wanted to see two people tear down the house, they could do it. So what? You think that they should – if the they matches, do it on air, they should give a little bit of a break? Yeah. I mean like their matches never suck, but it's like – No. We've seen it over and over and over and over again. Well, that's – yeah, I, I agree with that perspective. But that's why I, it's not drawing my attention at all because I just – you know what to expect. But the thing is, you know it's not going to be different. And more importantly, out of this match, just like Sheamus last week, Ambrose, I mean, Seth Rollins wrote, didn't need to win. Yeah, Cesaro I Cesaro is the tag team champion. The tag team champions right now, back-to-back weeks, have losses. Yeah, not not. They, they the lost best. at the pay-per-view. They lost on Monday Night Raw the week after on Monday Night Raw. Yeah. Um, and then after, well, Rollins picked up the victory, and then after the match, he got on the mic, mentioned that Ambrose was not present tonight because he was on a honeymoon. Which they already mentioned earlier in the night or whatever, and they still had, it was it Charlie? Or mm-hmm. one of them asked Rollins a question, like, at, like, oh, is the shield broken up or whatever? And it's like, why would you go and make her look stupid if you already announced where Dean Ambrose is? Writing. Like you already uh, it makes no sense. I feel like that's just bad writing where someone didn't communicate saying that this was already said because what's the you, you just built up this entire thing about them getting back together and now you're gonna bring in the rumors as they may not be able to be coexisted. Yeah, that's dumb. Cohesive that's just so coexisting. Coexisting, cohesive. Cohesive, also a thing. Yeah. Uh but next match well, but then he said that they were going to evoke their title rematch for next week on Raw. Which, so that's the big takeaway. Which, again, if uh, anything is anything, with Reigns Shoot. champion, you could probably see all three of them being champions next week. Yeah. Uh, next up, you had Samoa Joe pick up the victory over Titus O'Neil, who was alongside Apollo Crews with the Coquina Clutch. After the match, Coquina Clutch on, on, uh, on Crews. This feud starts right before Halloween. 
So for about a month, they... You've gotten the same thing. No, no. Uh, for about a month, they paused it. If, if it's not... It just doesn't make sense. It doesn't. Especially they with what happens they later completely, on. They're like, we're going to start this, pause, Survivor Series build-up, Finn Balor versus Samoa Joe, unpause. By the way, hey guys, remember that time Samoa Joe attacked Titus O'Neil? Well, obviously we find out later on that, I mean, obviously this is just filler for Joe. Yeah, obviously, but But as far as as this match goes, though, I don't think it's the worst thing in the world for Titus O'Neil to have gotten all the moves that he got in on. No, I I don't don't think it is, but it's just filler. But if Samoa Joe is supposed to look as strong as he is supposed to look, what I don't understand. Why why not have him like instantly coquina clutch, boom. Don't know. Don't know at all. I, I don't I, uh, just, I don't ever I don't understand the point of them like for almost a month taking the time off of the feud and then Yeah. Oh, I, by I the way, guys, here's this. Don't get it. Uh, next up, you had Alexa Bliss come out to the commentary uh, to join the commentary team for the next match, which was supposed to be six woman tag. Uh, Sasha Banks, Bailey, and Mickey James taking on Absolution. Um, so you have Banks make her way to the ring, and then they cut to backstage, and Paige is well, on the they mic. Have, and- they have Mickey James's music plays. Nobody comes out. Bailey's music plays. Nobody comes out. And then Paige, to them? well, Paige comes out. She with with Sonya Deville and Mandy, yeah. and she announces the the new tag team name, the new stable name, or whatever. Absolution still overlooked as more appropriate. Um, and Paige goes, she cut a whole promo. She goes, it was me who changed the word diva to woman in in this world. Mm-hmm. I'm the reason why this whole revolution happened. 100% my storyline, minus Summer Rae and Emma, by the way. I'm sorry, I still disagree. Emma, okay. But you had to think that... Yeah, you were completely, prone. you were, by the way, completely right, where Summer Rae did start the exact same time as Charlotte. Well, thank you. I don't... But I... I, I think that the summer ray aspect with the, the injuries Also, is- by the way, while I'm correcting things and saying stuff that's correct, last week I said the dining plan for Disney World is probably like a thirteen hundred bucks or whatever. <laughs> I think it only comes up to be like six hundred dollars once you Even add everything better. together. Uh-huh. For for like nine nights, so that comes to like sixty something a little less than that per day, which is, like, killer. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so then Paige is doing her promo, but then Mandy Rose gets on the mic, and she pretty much agrees with Paige, saying that she created the division and putting Paige over, and she did a great job. But now this is where a problem occurs. Sonia Deville gets on the mic, and she starts to kind of ramp up a little bit, but right off the bat, the crowd got on her with the what chance. During Paige and Mandy Rose, no what chance. But Sonya Deville, for some reason, the crowd just kind of wiped out. I don't think that's out. a problem yet. I don't think that's I, a... I do, in my opinion, I think it stood out a lot. 
that the crowd got on her with the what chance. I don't know if that's a good thing or not, but we'll see what ha- how that plays off. I mean, we I I don't think that her her promo came off too strong, but but also this is a hundred percent what I wrote. Just, Which one, SmackDown or Raw? No, Raw with Paige, <laughs> Summer Rae, and Emma. Where, yeah. they, where they come out, where the reason why this revolution was happening. Where I agree. Everything. No, you did. You, so. you totally did. You totally did. And I, I get the only real reason why Summer Rae, I put them in the, in the group with them is because she was supposed to be in the group. So then who else? So, okay. So if it that's was Paige, Summer Rae. Well, I don't, I mean, I, I still I mean, think who, Summer Rae is good. Outside, I, of course. I, I, I agree with you too. I 100% agree with you too, but life-wise, you, you don't you don't know who's injury prone and whatnot. That doesn't exist. They don't even wrestle. Don't. Of of course you don't. But okay, but they also got released. I mean, you're not going to release Darren Young and then do two false releases. I feel no, like Darren this- Young was supposed to have been made great again. <laughs> I don't know. He comes out as their manager or something. And then what about how do you fit in the James Ellsworth who was released the the week before? No, Ellsworth was released not week before, week after or two weeks after or three weeks after. Well, all right. So then what do you – okay. So let's move on. But regardless, yeah, which is one, ProWrestlingTees.com slash Mark. Now, it's not happening. They actually are released. They're, yeah. they're not going to be the female shield. They're not going to be the female nexus. Even though, even though one of them, SmackDown, I think one of them were like, you're either with us or against us. I think maybe Paige said that. Mm-hmm. You're either with us or you're Nexus. You're either Nexus or against us or whatever their slogan was. Yeah. Well, So, yeah, they surround the ring and uh, then they take out attacker. Sasha Banks. Yeah, yeah they attack her, take and her they out. Showed, they showed, uh, I think they showed Mickey James and Bailey backstage yeah. getting hurt. Yeah, they were taken out backstage. Um. So we'll see about what happens with Absolution. A little bit more from them later on. Next up, you had Bray Wyatt pick up the victory over Matt Hardy. Bray Wyatt uh, cut the weirdest promo beforehand, saying everyone's dead. Yeah, I guess which, a little consensus, but which, by the way, if you're cutting a promo about everyone being dead, Matt Hardy's not really the first person that you want to hear the theme song hit for. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, maybe they're doing some sort of Royal Rumble feud with Undertaker. Oh, Stupid gotcha. <laughs> I, I see where you're going with yeah, that. Yeah, like, oh, everybody's dead. You guys are dead. You guys are dead. And then, bomb. The one, the one problem with that, though, is, unfortunately, I cannot pick that matchup. Who should win? Well, obviously. Yeah, but Bray, the unfortunate thing is, Bray, I can't picture him ever winning now. In the yeah, top well, picture, I can never picture him winning. And the guy was just recent, right recently uh, a champion. Yeah, that's pretty much wiped clean because you just can't. I I am. It's so disappointing. But this match took place. Nothing too. Yeah, really. Of, the only thing important to take away from this is what happened afterwards. Yeah, uh, Matt Hardy went for a high spot. And then got hit with the finish, Sister Abigail, for the win uh, by Bray Wyatt. But then Matt Hardy kind of just, he he's woken. He broke. Yeah. Well, not, well now he's woken. He did break, though. I think he's starting to break. Yeah, but he's 
Woken. No, I think Woken. Party. I think Woken was a placeholder. I don't know. I don't think they're going to be calling him Woken Matt. I think that's what I, I don't thought think that they were so. going to go think, with. I'm pretty sure that's just going to be a placeholder for. Why you think everything. that broke it? That they? Well, I mean, yeah, I, I, I mean, think... they even. I think Michael Cole even said, "Is Matt Hardy having a breakdown or something like that?" But then on Twitter, Matt Hardy said, "No, he has awoken." Mm. Yeah, Matt Matt Hardy kind of said that he's not. He is uh, awoken now, and he changed his Twitter handle or whatever no, to. That was already woken, Matt Hardy. Oh well, he, he did respond to that. Um, but then since, no, he but said, one thing, he said I am recently woken, but I will forever be broken. Okay. So, so I guess maybe we'll see what happens with that. I, I do know there was a little bit more development in that copyright situation. Um, yeah. So, so the, like woken, I think is just a placeholder for where like things are about to be like, like it's, it has begun as the okay. video. Well, what did you think about the delete chants after? Like, okay, uh, the crowd started. As in, they didn't really chant them as yeah, much. Yeah, no, right. Yeah. I mean, the crowd. Okay, the first three swipes started to build, but then once it started to build, before it got to like any momentum behind it, it felt like it stopped. Yeah. Like it felt like a slow build, and then nothing. You know. Um, but in but any then, case, Matt Hardy puts out a video online. The description says it has begun. The seven DTs have woken my broken brilliance on the plane identified as WWE. Senor Benjamin, procure my coat of battle. The great war has begun. And inside that video, they got, they show Matt Hardy. He's getting the, the, the coat, the, the, the jacket. Yeah. The red and black jacket that Maxwell has a matching outfit with. <laughs> they show Senior Benjamin. Yeah. So, I, yeah, um, like, yes, that's on Matt Hardy's YouTube page, but I have to assume that he's not posting that without permission from WWE. Yeah, I, I could only assume. And it, and if he is, that he's taking he's doing a Zack Ryder kind of a deal and kind of taking the reins himself. Which and I always I, say 100% before there was Zack Ryder, there was Hurricane Helms and there was Matt Hardy. Both of them were completely using social media correctly. WWE, one of the- WWE wasn't using social media at all, really. And Matt Hardy and uh, Shane Helms were like the the front runners of that. I don't know much about Shane Helms in regards to that. A hundred percent, Shane Helms. I'm telling you, yes. Well, I I, I mean, I, I just don't. I don't know. I don't recall any right, of his I'm, videos. I'm just, no, but I'm not videos. Just in general, just the way he used social media. Oh yeah, I I can't really speak on that, but Matt in his past has put out some of the the most well produced videos from his Ring of Honor stint to before that. He was producing a lot of stuff on his own that was really genius. Um, someone else who comes to mind that really well done production on their own video is Sammy Callahan. I think that he's really done well for himself with producing his own videos because I feel like once he started to do that, that started to build up his name a lot. Um, So I guess we're going to see what happens with uh, Matt Hardy upcoming. But that video, I I got chills for it. I mean, I got really excited. I cannot wait to see what happens with – I mean, you had – what is it, Vingar? 
Um, Vanguard one. Yeah, Vanguard, Vanguard, Vanguard one is working up and working again. Um, I guess it's only a matter of time that we see Maxwell. Uh, if make Maxwell his is game. not a Royal Rumble entrant, <laughs> I'm gonna be disappointed. Imagine Maxwell versus Braun Strowman. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, about that. So earlier in the night, a bunch of the cruiserweights were backstage talking to Kurt Angle, saying they wanted a title shot. And Kurt Angle made two fatal four-way matches. And then the winners will go on to face each other to become number one contender. Uh, And the first match that we saw of this was Rich Swan defeating Akira Tozawa, Arya Davari, and Noam Dar. Who's in the other match? Uh, well, I guess it would be Cedric Alexander, Mustafa Ali, um, Tony Nice, and Drew Gulak. Let me see. Yeah. Uh, oh, they didn't have that yet. Yeah. They I'm did. guessing. Well, on, on 205 Live, they had Gulak, Nice defeating Alexander and Ali. So maybe it's four. I would assume oh. so. You got two faces, two people from Enzo's, two heels. But why are the Enzo people going at it? Well, because they want... A title shot also. But why? If they're working for Enzo, you know? I, I, I don't know. The only, the only reason I could see that, that making sense is if it's like a million-dollar man kind of a deal where you could win the number one contendership and then just let me pin you. I'll pay you to let me pin you. Yeah. So this man don't have to compete against one of these other – one of the faces. That's oh. where I, I kind of got a little bit confused with the storyline, but I'm – I'm fine with it. You can't last forever. Yeah. I think the um, match, this match was fast-paced. It ends with uh, Rich Swan hitting that Phoenix Splash on Noam Dar, who kind of got reprimanded on 205 Live yeah. for losing that match. Which I guess in that sense, it makes sense that with Enzo equating him to Million Dollar Man. Yeah. Because he, he sort of said, like, yeah, like, he lost the match. Like, not how things are supposed to be going. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Up next, we uh, saw Elias playing guitar. And then he brings out the Miz-Tourage to also play with him, which they played... Uh, Bo and Axel played harmonica, which I definitely don't think they were playing. If they were, they played really well. Yeah. I, I, that's <laughs> the only reason why I don't think they were playing. But, I mean, anything's possible. But I really don't think they were. But uh, was this the first time we ever saw Elias perform without being interrupted? Like a full song? Uh, I don't know. I can't, I can't think of another time. It's one of those. Well, there was that time where, <clears throat> where he did make it through uh, at the pay-per-view, I think. He made it through the pre-show where he made it through an entire song. Yeah, but he was, then got interrupted with the fruit, right? That's what I was thinking, but I wasn't too sure if that happened again on a previous pay-per-view. But, I mean, regardless, that's two, ProWrestlingThese.com slash out. I am very happy to see the usage of Elias, Sam's, uh, Elias right now. Yeah. I I think that we'll talk about it uh, his, right now, but that led into the matchup. I was going to say his, his leaked uh, – Minitron and everything that everything said Elias Sampson in 2K18 when it was leaked got changed when it was officially released. Now everything says Elias. Yeah. Which is well, for the better. Uh, yeah, why not? 
Um, but this led into the next match. Reigns defending that IC title against Elias. Uh, Mistraj at ringside as well. Reigns picking up the victory, but I think that this match, a big Dude, takeaway is that Elias has got it. Elias put up one hell of a fight here. This was, it wasn't a squash match. Elias, I think, I think for all those, the, the doubters that may have said that Elias is just a jobber or he doesn't have what it takes, I think that this match shows what he's potentially, cap- what he could do. Yeah, when they first announced this earlier on Monday Night Raw as the main event, by the way, this took place at 10 o'clock. That's not a main event. I don't know why they do that, why they call their 10 o'clock slot hour their main event matches. But uh, when that first came about, I was like, oh, there's no way there's going to be like this long of a match or whatever. And that wasn't the case. I thought it was going to be like a quick squash match and Elias held his own. Yeah. Like Elias kicked out of a Superman punch. Not not many people do that. This is a move that took out so many huge wrestlers, and this guy kicks out of it. But I guess he's not going to continue in this picture as after the match was won, Roman Reigns was attacked by Samoa Joe. And then referees and agents had to pull Joe off. Yeah. Um, which was a which funny... kind of stinks, and there was all there was that time where Elias came so close to actually winning. Yeah, I like I didn't I couldn't see them actually giving him the title. I couldn't either, but for but that I would have one hundred percent welcomed it. Yeah, but for that one moment, I kind of did lose myself, and I was just like, wait, could this happen? Because we had the distraction from the Minstrage, and Elias was uh, so close to picking up that victory. But, yeah, as you said, Samoa Joe after attacked uh, Reigns. So, I guess they're, I guess Elias is just going to fall back now. Yeah, and speaking of so close to victory, uh, Asuka picked up the victory over Dana Brooke, who was so, so close to defeating Asuka. Oh, she put up a good fight. Yeah, she, she cuts a promo before the match claiming that she sees a weakness in Asuka that, she, that Asuka doesn't know about or whatever. Yeah. And then lost in four, four seconds, three seconds. Yeah, Asuka, which that's fine. Well, Oscar actually set a record. Is that right? Two, two records. Yeah, this victory gave her the quickest submission victory in all WWE history. Wow, the quickest submission victory, and it also gave her the quickest win uh, in history without a distraction or usage of a foreign object. Wow. So, yeah, Asuka picking up more uh, uh, accolades. Yeah, and then Absolution came out, surrounded the ring, all of the shield, and then they left without attacking Asuka. Quick little stare down. And they're like, they're like, oh my God, why did they not do it? And it's like, why not? Because Asuka would have killed them. Yeah. Well, Asuka <laughs> did, did make the food first move with leaving the ring, but never took her eyes off of Paige. Oh, yeah, that's Lucha. true. Yeah, that's that's true. So it wasn't like they bailed on her. Asuka right, yeah, bailed yeah, on that's them. True. Yeah. But even still, they maintained that eye contact, and Asuka maintained that, that sadistic sort of a smile that she does where she feeds off of all of this. So this is one of those instances where you don't need the champion. 
the championship to uh yeah i mean to have a feud I'm, alexa I'm, bliss by the way during that segment that championship match she like slowly backed herself away yeah yeah right when um absolution hit the ring i think she bailed on commentary yeah but this i'm gonna say when we first started talking about oscar coming up to the main roster it was around the same time with Paige, uh, with the rumors going around that Paige is going to make her return soon. So the thing was, Asuka's on Raw, and okay, I guess that means Paige is going to go to SmackDown. And then you heard I, I rumors of her appearing that. on – yeah, and then we spoke about it. And then there was rumors of her going to SmackDown, and I was so di- I was disappointed because I wanted to see her on Raw with Asuka, with Bliss. I feel like Paige – had a lot more that she could do on Raw because there's a bunch of new faces as opposed to SmackDown, who he, she has already been in the ring with. So for her to be on Raw with uh, the newer women, I am so happy with. So I'm happy to see Paige, Asuka, Bliss, um, and the rest of Absolution, everybody else. I'm happy with what they're doing with Raw. So... Uh, next up, you had Kane pick up victory. Jordan laying out a challenge yeah. to Kane because he didn't get to finish the match last week. He got injured, and he said thank. He put he puts over the doctors and everything, the medical staff at WWE, and said he's a hundred percent cleared to wrestle on on Raw. Pathetic. And then Kane comes out, defeats Jason Jordan by countout because when Kane throws Jason Jordan over the top rope. He seemed to have injured his knee again, which, if he was actually injured, the medical staff didn't even care. Yeah, he puts over, puts them over so much before the match, and then <laughs> it, it, like he's literally on the floor, like grabbing his knee, like writhing in Nothing. pain. They didn't even the referee didn't go out and check on him. The medical staff didn't come over to check on him. I thought that was hilarious. Yeah, that is pretty funny. I didn't think about that, but that is pretty funny. Yeah, I don't think puts it's them all over, and then they don't check on it. I don't think it was pathetic or anything. I thought Jason Jordan, like he puts up the the fight. He like, I'm not scared. No, I, I just really don't like what they're doing with Jason Jordan. Well, you know my whole, take with Kurt Angle being his father thing. Yeah, he aside from be. that, outside of that, the him standing up to like giants and like not being afraid, I'm I'm fine with that. But. Um, Kane, How far can he go? Well, we'll see. So, but Kane, after but Kane, the- Kane went to go. He attacked. He attacked uh, Jason Jordan with the chair and everything, and went to put that around his neck. Right? No. Mm-hmm. I, am I? I'm fast forwarding. Yeah. Here. No. Uh, Did he put it around? Finn the Balor. Neck? Finn Balor came out for a match against Kane. Yeah, but didn't did Finn Balor like stop I, Kane from? Think- yeah, Kane uh no. Uh Finn Balor came out. They said that Kurt Angle uh said uh instituted that this matchup is gonna take place right now. Which is stupid, by the way. Balor, oh, one hundred percent. Uh Balor comes out, faces Kane, Kane picks up the victory. Be- no, no, no. Kane doesn't win. Balor gets a, a win by DQ. By DQ. Because Kane uh, used the chair, right? Kane used the chair. I was fast forwarding. He went to put yeah. that around Balor's neck, and then Strowman came out and stopped that. And, dude, what a pop. What a reaction from the crowd when Braun came out. And then he did the throat thing with the chair that Kane did to him. Can I just say, when Braun makes his entrance, and you see that crowd reaction, 
it does remind me to the pops that you used to get during like attitude error or someone like the rock or someone huge. Like, I feel like when you hear broad, like you look at the crowd and you see every single person jump on their feet in excitement. And I feel like that is so rare that, and I feel like that's something that I haven't seen in so long. Yeah. You have pops for wrestlers, but the one that Braun is getting is so much larger compared to anybody else right but that's, now. I disagree with that because I think his pop is, is small and the same size as everyone else. Really? I, I do. Yes, I do. I, and I think... <laughs> no. I think, so. I think his pop should have been made into one of the bigger figure sizes that they make instead of the normal small that's, one that they I make. I think that he gets a huge pop. No, you know, you're not. Like to the, that's to over the point, your head. What? Over your head. No. Like Andre the Giant and Big Show and Braun Strowman should have had bigger pop figures than, than uh, the normal-sized yeah. figures. That's go over my head. I was too busy <laughs> trying to think You're of like, my... You're oh, like, what are you talking about? Braun Strowman's pop is the biggest pop I've ever seen. Yeah. Um, but I, I 100% believe that, that they should have been bigger pops. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah so, so could we see the return of, of Kane's voice box thing? Probably not. <laughs> But I, I just think all this was funny because this Monday Night Raw was in Knoxville, Tennessee. And Kane is running for mayor of Knox County, which is the same area. Interesting. So shouldn't have they been like, shouldn't they cheer Kane? Yeah, it's, it's WWE. SmackDown took place. Shane McMahon in the ring. Uh, kind of... Decent promo. Yeah, he basically says that he wishes that uh, Zayn and Kevin Owens were fired. Yeah. He asked Daniel Bryan why he didn't, and he brings up Kevin Owens attacking Vince. And Daniel Bryan came out, and he said that he's not going to be a puppet. He's not going to do everything Shane McMahon wants. And that Shane should ultimately just trust him. Mm-hmm. And then Shane, Shane changed the match from Kevin Owens versus Randy Orton to Kevin Owens versus Randy Orton in a no DQ match with Sami Zayn banned from ringside. Daniel Bryan is just always coming out to kind of uh, help out Owens and uh, Zayn. Yeah. Is there some sort of an allegiance going on? Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn, Bryan Danielson or Daniel Bryan versus Young Buck Matt, Young Buck Jeff. And Cody Rhodes. <laughs> <laughs> At all in. <laughs> all, all in. Well, that first matchup, New Day picked up the victory over uh, Gable and Shelton Benjamin. Usos on commentary. The best thing to take from this match was Big E going up to the Dude, Usos with the pancakes. First of all, pancakes, <laughs> No. Like, you can't just change from cereal to pancakes without explaining that. I don't think I missed anything, right? Are they going to have New Day pancake mix coming you, you out? Can't, you can't just switch from that. And also, I don't care how you treat cereal, but pancakes don't deserve that. I, I did like the Usos' reactions. Like, they they legit, like, sold it, you know? First they were all, really excited and everything, and they were like, wait, shouldn't syrup be uh, not this warm or something? No, syrup should be served warm sometimes. Right, sir. I don't. I, I, think don't, warm, I don't believe in a in always cold syrup. I agree with you. I think warm, warm syrup is actually cracker barrel yeah. gives it to you warm sometimes. 
Sometimes. If you, I ask still have, for, if you ask for it warm, they'll warm it up for you. I still have my syrup from Cracker Barrel. I thought it was funny that <laughs> Byron Saxton went to go eat it. They're like, bro, please don't eat that. <laughs> and I'm even tweeting him like, seriously, please don't eat that. There's no yeah. like, there's no way you're going to eat that. This is the most enter- – I love the direction that they have brought the Usos in. I, I think that they're I think that their gimmick change and everything it's really starting to work out for them well. Yeah, but the the main takeaway again, first the the main main takeaway I don't think I'm the only person that's not joining Shelton Benjamin. I can't yeah. I can't see that. There has to be other people that also are like oh by the way, this is it's not what it should be. At all. Nah, I don't know. I'm not into Gable or or Benjamin right now. I, 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 I don't know. Maybe I'm. I just don't get it right now. Yeah, and you're you're not the only one. I, a hundred percent, Shelton Benjamin should be di- being used differently. But more importantly, Pancake should not be treated like that. Totally. Uh, um, next, next up, you had the Bludgeon Brothers. Take on and defeat the Hype Bros. Once again, it's just a repeat from last week. Yeah, with, uh, the, again, the takeaway being Mojo Rawley attacking Zack Ryder. Yeah. Um, so Which the heel turn of I, Mojo takes place. I can't believe it wasn't the other way around. I like this. It this, took, this, me, it this took helps. me a little bit to understand why, but I no, know why. I think this 100% helped Mojo way more than the other way it would have happened. But the only reason why I say I can't believe it wasn't reversed was because Mojo was the one getting them into every predicament that went wrong. I agree with you. But my thought process of this when I was thinking about it was maybe the reason why they didn't have Ryder do the heel turn is because he has his unboxing show on the net. That is not why. I can't believe you even just said that. It just makes no sense. It could. It doesn't make any sense. I mean, if for you, me, it makes more. I thought you were going to have gonna a, you're going to have a heel unbox all of these different toys. Yeah, who cares? I thought for sure you were going to say because it makes Mojo look stronger. It look, makes no, it I look don't, better. Trust me, I do not care about Mojo looking strong. It looks makes way, it makes way more sense for Mojo to do it then, because if Ryder attacks Mojo, so why then you, what's why Mojo? Did, so why Nothing. did you say before that you wanted Ryder to go No, over? I said I can't believe that it wasn't the other way around because it was always Mojo getting screwing up for the for the team. Oh, so you're not saying that you that it should have been that way. No, it's 100% should have been as it is. Yeah, because now it makes Mojo like mean something. I mean, I just hopefully it goes in a direction for both wrestlers where you get your feud with themselves, but then it branches off into something else as opposed to branches off into, well, now they're not used on television. Right. Um, the Bludgeon Bros, they're still using that revert, that uh, Outsider's Edge. Uh, has to has to change. Got to change. Next up, you had backstage, a quick segment, uh, Bobby Roode being interviewed, Baron Corbin in there. Uh Pretty much lining up for a feud for that championship. So just want to quickly mention that. Hopefully it will be Rude's first main roster uh, title. I think that would be entertaining. Um, next up you had the two-on-one handicap match. 
Uh, you had the Singh brothers come out, introduce Jinder Mahal. Then before the match, you had Jinder Mahal cutting a promo. You had AJ Styles pick up the victory. Well, first, over the Jinder Singh Mahal attacked yeah, before, AJ Styles. Before the match even started, Jinder Mahal really taking it to uh, AJ Styles, Singh brothers assisting him there. So, also, also something to note, I used to wear pants just like that when I was a kid that Jinder was wearing. Interesting. I had pants when I was like six or seven. I used to wear to like uh, the Falls View and like fancy events and stuff. Yeah. Like holidays and stuff. There you go. Well, so I thought it was funny. But the main takeaway. AJ Styles hit the top, a uh, uh, middle, middle rope. rope. Yeah. Which uh, again, I would probably say top rope, Styles Clash. Yeah, top, yeah, style, top, because you can't really do it. Top rope. No, you one hundred percent could. You can, but if you I could mean, do a middle rope. You could do a top rope. One hundred percent. I disagree. I disagree with you. Disagreeing. One hundred percent. What do you mean? Top how rope, you don't have assist. You don't have the 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 leverage that you do on that middle rope. I the middle think rope. If you, you go a little it. bit, if you're on the middle rope, you have you can go. A, you can lean back a little bit and have that slight support of the ropes. I still think there's a way. The balance. I, if there's on the a will, there's a way. On top rope, that's difficult. I think if there's a will, there's a way. Well, not to mention, you had not to match, mention you had if you had it in the cage match. Flash. Okay, keep on talking. Well, I'm saying if you do it in a cage match, there's support. So you could do it on that, but I still think if there's a will, there's a way. Okay. But this was the most incredible portion of the of the match. Yes. Next up, you had the Riot Squad. No, you had Jinder Mahal. Hitting his oh, finisher yeah. on the Singh brother. Yeah, yeah. Which, I don't know if that's going to, like, separate them from Jinder Mahal, or if we're going to see what we just saw recently with Carmella and James Ellsworth. Yeah, hopefully it doesn't go that way. I mean, the only other option would be and 205 I, Live. And I mean, like, not Ellsworth being fired, but him being reprimanded by... Carmella. Oh, I thought you were leaning towards the being released. No, more so of like Jinder would be Carmella and the Singh brothers would be James Ellsworth, where Ellsworth oh. screwed up and then Carmella would kick him in the face and be like, Oh, come on, James. They were they uh, weren't they didn't break up or anything, they were still together, so Time will tell. Yeah. Right, squad. Pick up the victory over Flair, Naomi, and Natalia, six woman tag. Before uh, that, even though Riot Squad, they announced that their new name is going to be the Riot Squad, which now has two T's. For whatever reason, WWE added a second T, and the internet went bananas over yeah, that. But Squad and something else. No, no mention of Monday Night Raw at all. Of Paige, Sonya Deville, and Mandy Rose. Um, which so you could only assume that just, Absolution and Riot Squad are separate. Which just makes them look like complete copycats which is to me stupid and makes no sense i do agree with that i, I do think, think that they should have been yeah they should have been they just one, all been absolution yeah it should have been one giant super group that got together to change yeah. the women's division on both brands it didn't, to, to have both of them the same weight do yep. a three a shield attack it's now just overall dumb yeah they should have been combined uh, but no I, I'm, but I'm still happy to see them on the main roster. I'm happy as well. It just looks storyline. It's like, yeah. oh, by the way, like we saw what you guys did on Raw. We're not going to mention that, but we're going to do the same exact thing. The same yeah. exact thing. Um, makes no so sense. They took two segments out of both both of them. Yeah, 
But during, as the during match, this match, Natalia Natalia bailed during this match, yep. leaving Naomi and Charlotte to fend for themselves. Then Riot uh, Squad beat Riot Squad took out of. took out Naomi with the steel steps. Completely Naomi completely taking her out, totally taking her out. Charlotte left to fend for herself and unsuccessfully in doing By so. By the way. Towards the end of the match, I was about to be super pissed. I thought she was about to have a Cena comeback when she yeah. hit that spear on um, on Liv. Yeah, yeah. I was like, no, don't tell me she's about to do a, a three-on-one comeback. Thank goodness that did not happen. Yeah, luckily, that didn't happen. They reported Naomi suffered a separated shoulder, lacerations to the face, and some other injury. Yeah. Um, they, so that's why we're thinking that she's going to be potentially in Marine 15. Yeah, she could. Because she was, she was in Marine 5, I believe, as she had a small role as the bartender or whatever. Yeah, so maybe she's going to be the bartender again. But, uh, yeah, Becky Lynch is out filming for that, so that's where she is. But uh, Which Ryan, they didn't give an update on, did they? I don't think so. Right? They, they gave an update on Naomi, but nobody's given an update on on Becky Lynch's attack last week about her ribs or anything like that. Yeah, I don't know. But so, I think Riot Squad looks strong here. Um, again, though, no mention of them being connected to Raw just makes it look bad. Yeah. It's unfortunate. Uh, main event, no DQ no, match. No, 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 no. We had oh, Sod. No, not yet, but Sod. Fashion which was, Files. Which was great. And it ends. Brizongo, they get the key before the... The toxic gas affected them, and it left the Ascension presumably dead. Yeah, I, I did. I laughed with uh, um, Breeze when they left. They were just like, um, "What is it?" Um, I forget who it was. It was just like, "Goodbye, friends," and then uh, Breeze responds, "Goodbye, Vincent," and he's like, <laughs> "That's Victor." <laughs> And I like I like how Fantango came back. He goes, "Oh, we knew you'd come back for us." And then he just like grabs his hat and leaves. Yeah, very humorous. Hopefully, the Ascension are still. Yeah, well, watch. I don't... like next week. Next yeah. week, watch. They're still next don't week. They say. show that they're still in the gas room, and they're just like, "What's going?" Like we thought you were dead, and they're just like, "No, they. It's just smoke. It's or just something, smoke." Or what if they get powers now? <laughs> yeah, just kidding. It, it's 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 really funny. It's awesome that this fashion files has uh, spanned on, yeah. over so many months, yeah, and hasn't floundered yet. It's still changing and it's still fun to watch. Yes. Uh, so the main event of SmackDown saw Kevin Owens defeating Randy Orton. No DQ match. Uh, Good match. Randy Orton took the action up to the stage, which isn't ringside. And Sami Zayn came out and attacked Randy Orton, which people thought El Generico was going to be coming out here. Hmm. about that? Because, I mean, Sami Zayn was banned from ringside. El Generico wasn't. Again, I don't know why people really thought that? that. Yes, people, a lot of people were tweeting about that. Oh, yeah, boy, yeah. But when Shane McMahon was like, by the way, or not when Shane McMahon said that, when... Uh, D-Brain? No, when Randy Orton moved them... Move the match away from ringside. I tweeted out. I was like, by the way, this isn't ringside. Sammy Zayn <laughs> Zane could come out. And then Sammy Zayn came out and attacked Randy Orton. Yeah, with the chair. Yeah, um, so, and then Randy Orton after that, though, got to give him credit, was able to come back with a comeback with that. 
Yeah, uh, finish. Surprise. Frog splash. Yeah, Kevin Owens eventually got the super kick and then the frog splash. Really happy about this victory for Owens. Uh, didn't expect it, but it was a solid match. Yeah. It was a good match. All right. And that was SmackDown. So, Dave, shameless plugs. Shameless plugs. Go check out Jonathan at Mr. John Faust. Give him a follow. Also, Team Awesome 418 at Team Awesome 418. Uh, go purchase his t shirts over at ProWrestlingTees.com and give a like on Facebook, Team Awesome 418. Also, go check out Eric at MTL Broski question mark, question mark, question mark. Is it 514? Uh, is, is he still on? Yeah. Montreal Broski 514. And you can also purchase his t shirts over at ProWrestlingTees.com. And also watch his uh, YouTube show. Eric has uh, First Thing in the Morning. Go watch that. Shining Wizards podcast, weekly wrestling podcast, and Wrestling IQ 101. Go support all of them. Hey, Brandon, any shout-outs? My name is Dave, and you should listen to Brandon's shout-outs. Make me famous. Hey, Arnold, the Jungle Movie is getting the first shout-out. Uh, you... You ever watch Hey Arnold? You ever a fan of it? Yeah. Did you I know saw there's... the spoilers. You saw the spoilers what? from it? Not spoilers, but I saw what happened on it. Oh, you didn't watch it? Nah. Why I... would you? Because you're over thirty, right? Yeah, exactly. But it was nice to it was nice to see more of Hey Arnold after all these years. Some yeah. Of, some of the voice actors changed, obviously, because uh, you know how many years has it been since Hey Arnold? Hey Arnold was on. Yeah, life happens. Yeah, kids grow up and get different voices, so you can't have them. But yeah. but it was nice. It was entertaining. Uh, could have been longer, but whatever. Mm-hmm. It was nice. Do, do, do you mention what happened on it? Or uh, I'm not going to spoil it like that. All right. We'll Let just spoil Thor it. Ragnarok. Yeah, well, Thor, that's been out recently. <laughs> that's like a more recent thing. Hey, Arnold. There's like if, if the last Thor movie was like 20 years ago, 10 years ago, and then... Or 15 years ago. It's been a long time since the last episode of Hey Arnold. So Why did they do this? To finally get the answer. Of where I didn't like, know we were... will Arnold find his parents or something? Oh, I, I didn't know that we la- were waiting I think, for an answer. Well, I think the last episode ended with him finding his father's journal, I think. With a map. Uh-huh. So, I'm almost uh-huh. certain that's how it ended. Interesting. But next up, WWE Shop getting in anti-shout-out. Because Black Friday, their Black Friday and uh, Cyber Monday deals, no good. The sale that happened on Tuesday was better. What was on Tuesday? Tuesday, I think, was buy one, get one 50 off t-shirt. With well, a what's five, the, $5 that's flat, awful. With a $5 flat rate shipping. That's awful. Yep. I mean, they usually, I mean, that's worse than the buy one, get one for a dollar deal. Buy one, get one 50% off. Yes. But, well, yeah, but. That's uh, awful. Yeah, they their sale this year was not good. WWE.com, shop, zone, you stink. But. Get uh, five sizes in. What? 
They had to get five X sizes. Yeah, well, on on all T-shirts. Yeah. But like right now, they have twenty percent off with the five dollar flat rate shipping. Ooh. So if they do thirty percent or something, but again, I don't, I don't need. Not that I said anything in the first place, so it's not again. But currently, yeah. I don't need anything on WW Shop. I'm good. No, they stink. So, uh, and then, and then, last up is a shout out going to Taylor Swift again. Uh, because she announced more tour dates and added a second show at MetLife Stadium. So, knocking on wood, hopefully I'll be able to get tickets to that and and go to it. I'm pumped for that. Who would you go with? Uh, I have two friends that wanted to go. Mm. Uh, well, well, one friend's girlfriend wanted to go. And then, and then the other friend, my friend was like, well, I mean... You guys could just go. And then he's like, you know what? Actually, I'll just go see it. I'm like, yeah, okay. That's, <laughs> that's a quick decision. Good likely cover. It's like, yeah, okay. You don't like Taylor Swift? Come on. I don't know. <laughs> I, I haven't heard any of her new songs really off once the album was released. But I I don't know. I'm good on seeing her live. It's very – it's expensive. It, the show is not as good as it used to be in my opinion. I well, I, I mean definitely not uh, – not as many costume changes as she used to have. I, I feel like the sets have really uh, been reduced in size. And well, theatrics. I don't think it's that. I think it's now you have to just fit. It's it's stadium as opposed to arena. Uh-huh. Arena, you could have actual sets and stuff. Stadium is much bigger where you're going to be selling seats like all the way to the side of the stage where sometimes, you could, yeah, you can still have sets. I, I mean, the sets were pretty minimal, and a lot of visual effects, like lights and stuff like that, as opposed to actual settings. And it's, I don't know, it's changed for me. I don't know. I want to. Obviously, I want to see it. I'm pumped to hopefully get tickets to it. I'll well, find out. You, I'll find out where. Blind. What? I hope you move to the front of the line. That's probably not going to happen, but we'll see how far I am on that line that she made everybody do. Yeah, a little unnecessary, but I don't think you know what it's. Whatever, it's fine. <laughs> I, I think I think it uh, it makes the. I'm curious to see how it, it makes down. that process more fun. Fun. Yeah, Who wants yeah. it to be fun? Well, I mean, as opposed to... When you want to, to buy a ticket, you want to just buy a ticket. Yeah, but those those pre-sale things, you don't always get... Like, you're not guaranteed to get chosen for... I guess, you know what? Let's wait and see how it falls out. Let's check but it yeah, out. For, for the last tour, there really was no set. The, the, the entrance ramp lifted up, which was cool. Yeah. And then they just had, like, the video screen. Yeah, it was mostly done via video. Which but, again, there's like still could be cool. Yeah. So. Well, but, but I'll see, hopefully I get tickets to that. Now it's time for our our
week. Dave, take it away. Yeah, so my mark out moment of the week was listening to the EMC's pot of awesomeness with Simbody. Uh, Edge and Christian interview Simbody, their lifelong friend. It was cool to hear some of their upbringings and stories from like elementary school. Uh, apparently, Christian saved Simbody from uh, having a bully steal his, I think it was a Spider Man stuffed, uh, his stuffed animal or action figure uh on the playground at one point um they go on to rip christian apart and apparently they were friends with uh kurgan too growing up kurgan really yeah yeah apparently he's from around the same area too uh robert uh maylet yeah something like that yeah uh but apparently he was friends with that group too. Did they talk about Rhino at all? No. Or was Kazarni like way before? I mean, obviously he was way before, but well, to be like they maybe spoke about wrestling for fifteen minutes. The entire podcast was about their childhood because they have so much history together. They were talking about how they used to go to Simbody's uh, father's shop to like his store to watch all the pay per views. Um, and they were just talking about sleepovers and talking about college and then Simbody breaking into wrestling, how he didn't even tell Edge and Christian about it until his first match or something, because he didn't want to, he wanted to live up there to their expectations and didn't want to disappoint them. Um, and then he talks about his relationship with Jake Roberts and apparently all of them dressed up for Halloween together, where one of them was Hulk Hogan, some you know, Simbody was Rock and Roll Express. He was Edge, both of them? Uh, it was Simbody <laughs> and someone else, one of their other friends. And then and, and Christian dressed up as Zack Ryder? I think so. I think that was <laughs> it. But no, it, it was cool to listen to them talk about all that. I was surprised about the Kurgan relation in there. Because they spoke about, I guess, at one point they tipped a bed on Kurgan, and they were laughing hysterically at seeing his long, like, hands just being underneath the bed uh, as they jumped on it. Like, just, it was funny to listen to. And then I also marked out listening to Shane McMahon on the Steve Austin podcast. Um, Just hearing Shane McMahon's stories was pretty cool. I failed to realize how long he's been uh surrounded by pro wrestling um like he was talking about his upbringing with pro wrestling and how he was part of the ring crew with joey morella mike Kota, and tony shimmel um i don't know why i keep saying shimmel huh i don't know why i keep saying shimmel i don't know correct me tony shimmel shimmel yeah so i thought it was like joey morella is the son of gorilla monsoon uh and it was – it's pretty cool to hear his interactions about all of it. He would say that – he would talk about going out drinking with all of the guys and everything. And apparently he was ribbed a lot where he, at one point he was talking about Don Morocco. He used to rib him a lot. Perfect. And it's just funny to listen to. Apparently Morocco I think locked him in a locker room – would lock him in a locker room and then all the guys would blow cigarette smoke or cigar smoke into the locker room. Into the locker while he was locked in there. That's disgusting. Like, really? Like, yeah. (laughs) That's disgusting. Like, they really 
did awful stuff to Shane McMahon. They would do that to him, and they would pour alcohol all over him. Uh, and um, Mr. Perfect and Shane McMahon were traveling together. Um, and Shane and Mr. Perfect told Shane, like, all right, so be ready, 6.30 a.m. or whatever. Meet me downstairs in the hotel. And Perfect would end up leaving without him, leaving Shane stranded. And Shane said that he had to hitchhike or get a ride to the next arena. And Perfect kept on doing this to him and just saying, oh, like, and he kept on, Perfect kept on saying, oh, I'm so sorry. I totally forgot. And it happened like another like five times after that. Do you think Vince put them up to that or? I don't, I don't know. Like he was saying like Vince always uh, supported him with his decision, but he forced him to do college first and he was always okay with it. Like he said, like Don Morocco used to hate, like rib him. Jake Roberts used to rib him. Perfect used to rib him. Uh, He spoke about stories with Andre the Giant um, and just really, it's cool to hear those stories, you know, uh, of the wrestlers back then. Um, and apparently Don Morocco was a huge ribber back then. And, uh, and then he also went on to speak, they spoke in detail about when Stone Cold Steve Austin was the champion and left because he wouldn't do the job for Lesnar. And they spoke about that in detail. And it was weird because Austin brought it up. It was just like, I always was wondering what your what was your take on there, and they went into detail saying how Vince no Shane called Steve Austin three times, or Vince called Vince called Steve Austin three times, and then and Austin refused to pick up the phone call, and he never showed up to the arena in Georgia, and that was kind of the fallout of it. And Shane McMahon went on to say how he felt disappointed because there was a lot of like seeing his friend do that to his the company and then a lot of people were impacted by paychecks from people being on the roster to the ring crew just all like being hit pretty heavy with that so it was cool to hear another perspective of that Steve Austin leaving part and Steve Austin says that that's his biggest regret in wrestling is is not talking to Vince about that so yeah, it was a pretty interesting uh, interview. I'm still, I still have, I think, a half hour left to finish of it, and yeah, definitely worth checking out. Not uh, that it's a Mark M moment of the week, but on the same subject as McMahon and Austin, uh, I thought it was cool. Stephanie McMahon tweeted out yesterday that her first appearance ever on WWE television was on Raw as an extra, 19 years ago yesterday on the 30th. Interesting. Yeah. she And she's in the scene with Stone Cold Steve Austin when he's got a shovel. Huh. Yeah. Interesting. But as far That's as the markout cool. moment of the week, 100% coming from Thor Ragnarok, there's a giant fight scene, and Hulk is fighting Hela's wolf, and he hits a brain buster on the wolf. Yeah. As soon as that happened, I turned to Mike. I was like, oh, it was a brain buster. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that was an awesome spot. Also, awesome thing, uh, Goldust at Starcade. Oh, yes. Goldust coming out as Goldust and, with the coat and everything and then taking the coat off after the uh, initial entrance part of Goldust theme song. Kind of, kind of a robe. But... And what did I say? Coat. Well, it's a jacket. 
Well, I would say more so a jacket with a hood. Kind of a robe, but eh, it's not a robe. Definitely eh, not a robe. 100 percent not a robe. Yeah, that's Definitely, a robe. I wouldn't say it's a robe at all. It's kind of it's a robe. It's a jacket. It's a jacket. <laughs> nice. So music turns into the Naturals theme song. Dustin Rhodes appears as the Natural, so that was cool. Um, yeah, you had Rock and Roll Express appearing on that short. Uh, this that part too. Starcade could have been way better than what it was, though. Um, yeah. Should have been on the WWE Network as a special. Mm-hmm. They sh- I don't know why they didn't have Rock and Roll Express wrestle for him. Maybe too much easily... of a, maybe too too afraid of the risk of them I getting think, injured in a WWE ring. I don't know. They should have a hundred percent done Rock and Roll Express and uh, and Matt Hardy versus like Dustin Rhodes in the club or something. Yeah, how shows all... aren't made made to make sense. Also, Dolph Ziggler's been off SmackDown for how long, and yet he shows up on every house show. Yeah, and he actually showed up shows up on the ENC Pod of Awesomeness this week. So, looking forward to listening to that. But it was cool, Arn Anderson hitting that spinebuster. That was cool to see. Yeah, uh, Ricky Steamboat in the ring with uh, Nakamura. That was cool. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it was pretty interesting. Yeah, so that's our episode three hundred and fifty-six. Check Take it, it out. Away. Markingout.com, prowrestlingtees.com slash markingout, Facebook.com slash markingout, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher Radio, YouTube.com slash markingout eleven, at markingout, at Dave the Rave underscore MO at BTTG161. Am I missing anything? Mm, no. We wish you the, the best of luck in your future endeavors. endeavors. Have a fantastic week.